Paul's letter to the Hebrews 4:14-16, 5-1-6. Brethren, since we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward, since he himself is beset with weakness. Because of this he is bound to offer sacrifice for his own sins as well as for those of the people. And one does not take the honor upon himself, but he is called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest, but was appointed by him who said to him, You are my son, today I have begotten you, as he says also in another place, You are a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. Even though this passage may feel somewhat foreign, it is important to remember the original audience. Paul was writing to those Christians who were formerly part of Judaism. Paul's use of certain terminology and religious worldview here communicates especially well to these former Jews. Within Judaism, one needed an intermediary between the individual and God. The former practicing Jew understood the concept and necessity of the priesthood. Paul begins by explaining Jesus' origin. He was not just another man from the line of Aaron, interceding in the same way that all other priests had for the past 1,500 years. Jesus came from heaven, His Father is God Himself and at the same time, He can sympathize with the struggles that the common man faces. Jesus Christ, the God-man, the Theanthropo, because He is truly God and truly man, needed to struggle through the same temptations that all other men had since the fall of Adam. The difference between Jesus Christ and every other priest that had ever filled that role was that of sinlessness. Because Jesus had never sinned, because Jesus was not born of the line of Adam, and because Jesus was perfectly faithful to the covenantal relationship between God and man, he could sympathize with the struggle against temptation and at the same time he is the final and sinless intermediary between God and man. As Paul points out, all other priests filling the role of intermediary had their own sins to address, as well as the sins of the people for whom they were responsible. Within the sacrificial system given to Moses by God on Mount Sinai and performed by the line of Aaron, the high priest needed to offer up a blood sacrifice for himself, because he was not sinless, and failing to do so, would die upon entering the Holy of Holies. It was only after the sacrifice for his own sins that he was in a position to act as priest for others. Paul mentions the idea of weakness. The priests in the line of Aaron understood the nature of weakness, as they too through weakness fell prey to temptation. Because they were weak, they could understand the struggles their fellow Jews went through and the need for blood sacrifice to cover all of their sins. Filling the role of priest was made possible because of birth. No one person had the choice of where, when, or from whom they were born. Only those males born from the line of Aaron could fill the role of priest. It was their responsibility to do so. They did not choose to become priests simply because they wanted to fill that role. They were appointed to that position because of their genealogy. Jesus Christ, in very much the same way, because He is the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, and the second Adam, was appointed to that role by God the Father. The concept of being begotten is often a point of confusion for some. Being begotten is not about being created or change. It was the taking on of humanity that Jesus Christ was begotten into the role of high priest. In doing so, he did not change who he was, he remained and forever will be the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity. He stepped into a role in which he took humanity upon himself while not changing. Paul's closing quotation is that of reference to the priesthood of Melchizedek. He goes back in history about 2,000 years to the time of Abraham, 
the priest-slash-king Melchizedek is introduced to the newly called Abraham in the land of Canaan. Very little is known about Melchizedek but what is known is that he is one whom God established as a predecessor to the priesthood of Aaron. The mere existence of this priest-slash-king, as one from among the Gentiles, shows that God was working among all mankind to bring them back to Himself. Melchizedek's role as a priest filled a need for the Gentile world, preparing them for the coming of the Aaronic priesthood and the coming Messiah. Two roles that Jesus Christ would fulfill. When Jesus Christ accomplished His redemptive work among the Jews and then sent out His apostles to the world at large, we are seeing the reality of God's love for all of mankind, not just the Jews. Jesus' work of restoring mankind to a right place with God was for all of mankind and His work was completely efficacious, universal and perfect. All appeals to the character of Melchizedek to remind the Jews that their place and responsibility to the world was not simply of being an example or an exclusive club. Jesus was born from the tribes of Israel, He performed His redemptive work within the covenantal relationship as described by Moses, but His work was universal. His work had to take place somewhere, and within a culture. As God called Abraham out of the Gentiles, to a land especially prepared for the coming Messiah, within which a sacrificial system would be established within a temple that mirrored the Garden of Eden in the land of Eden. Paul's overall main point here is that even though he is speaking to former Jews, the Messiah that they had so long waited for, had finally come in the person of Jesus Christ and the salvation that he brought is for all mankind, not just the Jews. In the same way that God worked among the Gentiles through the priesthood of Melchizedek. It is in this context that the Christian faith needs to be lived out. Christianity is not Jewish, it is not American, it is not Russian, Greek, Romanian, Italian or Dutch. The Christian faith exists above any nationality or race. It is important to remember that God's redemptive plan took place within the land of Israel, but was built upon a universal salvation seen in the example of Melchizedek.